We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the High Stakes Lowdown, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. I'm Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour and the FFPC. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Balkman and the FFPC on Twitter at FFPC. Before we get into the show, I want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners only 10% discount to Rotoviz by using the code RVRADIO2022. That's RVRADIO2022. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of the Rotoviz content and tools, and it supports the podcast channel. Now, without further ado, here's the latest edition of the Rotoviz High Stakes Lowdown. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to November 28th, 2023. This is the Road of His High Stakes Lowdown. I am Eric Balkman from the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, from the Better Sports Network's High Stakes Fantasy Football Show, as well as the Fantasy Football Players Championship at myffpc.com, myffpc.com. Thank you so much for spending your Tuesday evening with us here as we are on to the playoffs in the FFPC main event and the Fantasy Pros Championship as well. Don't forget, if you are looking for some weekly action over at the FFPC, you can certainly do that with the weekly challenge. The FFPC weekly challenge is live right now. It is a, a, a weekly game that features no draft, no salary cap, no convoluted rules. All you have to do is pick the 10 players you want or the 12 players. If you want to play with kickers and defenses, you can do that too. Um, and then uh, play, uh, watch the points pile up. Get your lineup set, um, one player per team. There is no stacking. Uh, and just get them set by 1 p.m. on Sunday and watch them ride through the weekend uh, games. Uh, the, the prizes will be awarded by the team with the most total points for every entry. You can enter... For $35, enter for $200. You can win up to $2,500. And, of course, um, uh, you can play in 10-team, 30-team, and 100-team formats as well. So check that out, myffpc.com, myffpc.com. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, share, and get notified every time we go live here on this channel, uh, which will the next time be on Thursday. More to come on that uh, shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in tonight's guest, he is a winner of, I believe, well over 20, I think 22 total, 
I'm looking at my data right, and I am. 22 FFPC high stakes fantasy football leagues, including the Constellation Championship of the FF, uh, excuse me, of the FPC. I believe six years ago. I could be wrong on that, but I'll, I'll double check it after the show and get back to you. Uh, the president of the House of Orange. It is the incomparable Dave Strand. Dave, welcome in, man. Hey, Balky, how are you? Can't complain, dude. How was your Thanksgiving? Was it good? It was fantastic. First part of the week, uh, the in-laws were here. Uh, they took off on Wednesday, and then my family joined us, and it was a lot of football, a lot of food, and a lot of gambling. Well, <laughs> it's one of my other shows that I do, my co-host, uh, they do a lot of 10-liners for the Thanksgiving uh, uh, games, you know, for, you know, with the Packers, the Cowboys, the Lions, and the Bills, the, or not the Bills, but the uh, Niners and the Seahawks, obviously. Um, what, what, what is the gambling? Do you do do the 10 liners? Is there a lot of overs and unders and spreads props? What are you guys doing with your family at Thanksgiving? Oh yeah, we have, uh, we have, uh, squares is really the only family game going on, but you know, with, uh, with access here in Colorado to the online books, um, you know, me and the, uh, my brethren, we all get after it on there and lots, lots of single game parlays anymore. So we all came up and brainstormed great ideas that typically did not uh, stay great ideas over the course of three hours. <laughs> yeah, that's there's a lot of things that sound good in theory. Uh-huh. And, and then the execution is it leaves a little bit to, to be desired. Yeah, um, fantasy wise, how did how was week 12? Was it good or bad? Week 12 was rough. Yeah. A little, a uh, little bit of uh, attrition for a lot of my squads uh, the past three weeks, uh, but a strong regular season overall. So I'm positioned uh, pretty well, especially in an FFPC contest uh, to be in the mix in a lot of leagues starting this week. So um, not too bad. And that's what it's all about. I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's fun to do good, you know, in September, October, November, but obviously you want to do good at the end of November and December, obviously with the money weeks uh, coming up. And I think some of the decisions that people are going to have to make, and I looked at some of your rosters as well, you might have to make this decision as well. And it's probably a decision that quite frankly, you've already, you know, made. Um, and that's with the return of Devon Achan. Now we're seeing the second return or technically, I guess this would be the third return right. of Devon Achan. Um, what's the best thing for FFPC players to do with Raheem Mostert? Do you just keep rolling him out there um, and and hope he does well, even with Achan in the lineup? Or is that just, I mean, is that lazy thinking? Do we need to take this a step further? Is there more nuance to this, to this decision than what's on the surface? Yeah, there's not much to do here for me. I mean, a guy that scores touchdowns in every single game, it feels like. I'm sure there's a couple where he didn't have one. Um yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of rosters of mine across different providers. I mean, I've got them both, and they're both going to go. I mean, if they're active, they're both going. Um, I think there's it's a no brainer for me to just keep them in there and keep them rolling. Do you so so in the in the um, the leagues that you have both these guys in? Um, yeah. You're planning on rolling them both out as your at least you know flexes or running backs as well. I am. Yeah. And uh, as as we know, it paid off in one great week against my boys from Denver. Um, (laughs) And I think there's just too much upside there to grab that many points. And it's uh, yeah, for me right now, it's it's the way to play the backs. I have uh, both those guys in one league and the plan is right now. uh, To be starting both of them as well. And and you hope for the best uh, when it comes to that. Um, 
Now, a, a, a similar situation, but still somewhat different. You know, no Joe Burrow. Obviously, we saw what Jake Browning did the last couple of weeks in, in Joe Burrow's stead, throwing to Jamar Chase. I think four for 81 is what he had this past week. He goes to Jacksonville, and, and I know there's six teams on by, and I'm sure that, that'll factor in, into, this, in, into the decision here. But when you are considering trying to move on in your fantasy pros championship playoffs, in your FFPC main event uh, uh, playoffs, is, is there something to be said for sitting Jamar Chase this week, or is the upside still too great where you have to put him in? Yeah. yeah. Interesting thing to contemplate. I mean, I'll never bench him. So, <laughs> um, it's it, you know, I see enough of Jake Browning. I mean, he throws the ball right. So, yeah, Jamar, Jamar will be in everywhere. Uh, I don't even hesitate. Um, I Yeah, I mean, the, the upside and the ceiling has is, is got to be lower because uh, – you don't get 65-yard 60, uh, bombs with the flick of a wrist, but uh, it's still going to be productive. I think you're right. And, and you know, when you're talking about trying to beat a team that's in the playoffs um, that has made it this far, uh, if you do have Jamar Chase on your team, Chase is probably part of the reason that you're there. And if, if you are good enough and you're talented enough, your team's deep enough, with six teams on a bye that you can afford to sit chase, hey, more right. power to you. But right. I can't do it. I'm yeah. not that good at fantasy. I don't think anybody's that good at fantasy. So I think Chase has to be a guy that you roll out there uh, this week. A, a player that, um, Dave, that um, was was really the toast of fantasy for a good portion of the season, probably half the fantasy season, um, was Adam Thielen in Carolina. Bryce Young has has zeroed in on him has been throwing them a ton of passes over the course, especially September and October. November, now the last couple of weeks, it's petered out a little bit. I think he had like one or two catches uh, this past week. Um, he goes to Tampa. Now, you can – they're not always the easiest team to run against. I know a couple of teams have had success, some success running against the Buccaneers this year, but a lot of teams have had success throwing on them. What's your level of concern if you've been trotting out Adam Thielen all these weeks – and now he's facing Tampa coming off a couple of bad, you know, performances. Yeah, totally. I had a lot of concern, uh, I think, just because of the – and just the change this week with everything going on in Carolina. Um, I don't know how many different people are going to call plays out there. Maybe I could give it a <laughs> shot. Um, but, the, I mean, the fact that just so many targets this season is just – the I think the floor is still high enough that you just roll with it. But, yeah, I'm concerned. And I know Tampa has, you're right. I mean, Tampa's given up quite a bit to receivers, but that feels like it's probably happening uh, towards the end of games and a lot of those games. And um, Bryce, Bryce has got a, a long way to go, it seems. So uh, definitely a high level of concern, but you got to start him. Do you think, obviously, Frank Reich, um, as you alluded to, no longer the head coach there, no longer mm -hmm. calling plays, is there any fantasy bump there or is there, is there any like, you know, because we are seeing a new OC takeover, is there, I mean, I guess Thielen was probably the only guy you were playing there anyway. Is there a fantasy yeah. bump for anybody here? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think these situations always, uh, you know, over time, I try to track them in my head as to, you know, what happens. Uh, and you do, you see, you see things like even Las Vegas this year, you see a bump in terms of just real NFL play. I mean, that team's been, pretty solid for a month now. Um, those types of changes, I, I just, I, I really just try to think about the player and what I've seen with, with that offense this year. And they're just anemic. Um, the kid may be, may be a little too short, but I know the offensive line is terrible. 
so no bumps anywhere. Um, I've got plenty of Chuba, so I, I'll I'll have to start him in spot places and and just hope for the best, which I think the last three weeks has been not horrible just because of some of the dump offs. So we, you know, I reference this all the time. Adam Krautwurst from the deep end fantasy football podcast. He always says never drop a running back. Right. And, and so we'll get, we'll, we'll get to Zach Moss in a little bit, but this is the thing too. It's like, you know, it may seem tempting to drop a guy like Miles Sanders or Chuba Hubbard, especially when you're trying to, you know, build up as many elite um, players as possible for this stretch run. But if one of these guys were to go down in a pinch, especially when you could start two players at the flex in, in FFPC, I mean, if Miles Sanders is the only guy there, there's something yeah. there. If yeah. Chuba Hubbard's the only guy there, there's something there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, let, let's do this right now. Let's go to the YouTube chat with a question sure. from our good buddy, Dom Gazzetti. He's 9-3. and three. He's in first place going into week 13. He has to decide on Demario Douglas, Jamison Williams, or Logan Thomas for his second flex. I can tell you from experience, at least I'm almost positive, Dom is referring to a Fantasy Pros Championship team, which would be a tight end premium here. So if he has to decide for his second flex, who would it be in your opinion, Dave? Logan Thomas is at home against the Dolphins this week. Demario Douglas is going to be um, at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. And then you're looking at Jamison Williams, who is taking on the Saints on the road this week. If you can only play one of those guys, who's it going to be in week 13? I'd take Logan Thomas in this situation just for the hope of a high amount of pass attempts. And, of course, yeah, that the tight end premium here. Um, I know that Logan's up and down with real productivity, but you figure – in a game where it fits nicely for the Dolphins, the the Commanders are going to have to be passing a lot. Logan, um, go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, Jamison is an interesting, it's uh, an interesting player just because of the situation where he is playing more and more snaps. I think in a game in New Orleans, I am banking on that being a uh, a nice game for fantasy output. The thing with him is the boomer bust, uh, yeah. but I, I do gravitate to him this week. I'd still take Logan over him. I, I'm with you on this. Logan Thomas is the choice for me. Uh, again, tight end premium scoring. It's weird. Like in, in my one of my local fantasy shows I do in Wisconsin here, I had Logan Thomas as like my sleeper of the week um, because I thought they would be passing a lot. I thought the commanders would get down on Thanksgiving. It's yeah. exactly what happened. They lose by five touchdowns, and Logan Thomas had two catches for 15 yards. I can't explain it. I don't know why that is, but if you look at his previous weeks, this dude has seen a minimum of five targets every week since week seven. This guy has caught a minimum of four balls every week since week seven. Um, so I, I, I love Logan Thomas in this spot against the Dolphins. I'm going to double down on it and say the commander should be throwing a lot against right. the Dolphins. Uh, I, I can't see Logan Thomas being part of that game script two weeks in a row where he just is totally uh, inefficient and and not you know not affected by the game plan. So I'm with you. I think yeah. it's Logan Thomas. Yeah, I, yeah. It's one more thing to add. I think one of the things over the years that it's it's tough to break you know that recency bias and chasing last week's box score, and you just mm -hmm. have that that impression of Logan last week to just stay away from them. But again, it's just the, the, who the player is, how they've used them the entire year. Uh, it's kind of one of the things about season long that I focus on. It's like it, to me, it's, it's the safest play in that right. situation. So. 
What, what you know, it, it, when you talk about a weekly game, what do you what sort of your take on how that's developed over the last, let's just say, half decade? I feel like, um, you know, you've been playing fantasy football a long time. Um, we always say like, oh, you know, every week's a new week and anybody can beat anybody. I feel like that's more true over the last five years than ever. Uh, there are so many players that I have seen go off, absolutely go off. I mean, you're talking like for a receiver, like 10 catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns mm -hmm. or something like that. And then the following week, three for 20 right. um, or vice versa, where you get a guy going, you know, two catches or nine yards. And then the following week, eight for 170 and three touchdowns or something insane like that. I feel like the, the, the spikes are higher um, now because the consistency has gone way down. It is very, very difficult to pick a winner uh, in your lineups uh, week, week by week, at least for me, the last few years, Dave, how would you fall in on that argument? Uh, I, I'd say about 2017, 18, we had that just, I, it feels like just a giant spike in offensive productivity across the league. And I 100% agree with you during that time period, you had crazy volatility, especially with wide receiver and quarterback production. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say we've, we've reverted the past couple of years and I don't, I don't have any numbers or research to support this, but it feels like the NFL to me is the NFL again. It is much tougher for these teams to, to produce. It is very difficult to, to drive down the field, uh, which feels like more what it was in the early tens of, of this century. So because of that, you know, I, I do think it's easier, at least this season for me to just roll with guys that are what I would consider the better player uh, not get too worried about it because I think some of that volatility has gone away. Mm -hmm. And and I'll say this too, like um, start your studs more important now than ever. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, like I feel like when I've gotten too cute, um, yeah. it has bit me <laughs> yeah. know, like just, just, and that's the other great thing too. When we get to the championship rounds, especially for teams that don't have deep lineups where the lineup sort of, you know, quote unquote sets itself. It's yeah. going to be, you know, it's much easier to, to, to hit on your optimal lineup in, in that case. And, and that's why we load up on these one injury away type running back. So if something were to happen and the opportunity presents itself, boom, you have a new flex play. And maybe that volatility is enough to get you into the big money, um, you know, payouts. You got it. Yeah. Injury away running backs, it seems has dominated the past five, six years and never more evident now with, with all the backfields, the way that they're organized. So very true. What about uh, I, I? I've been asking this question a lot, especially the last couple of weeks. Dave, C.J. Stroud just continues to put up numbers as a rookie quarterback with not a lot of you know grizzled veteran weapons that that know how to win. You know, he's throwing to guys that are sort of just still figuring it out as well. Nico Collins, obviously Tank Dell, the rookie this year uh, too. Um, you have Dalton Schultz. I guess he'd he'd be the grizzled veteran in the room, but. Yeah. You know, he's coming into a new offense, new OC, new head coach, and he's excelled this year. Um, Stroud this week is uh, is at home uh, against the Denver Broncos, a team you know well. How many quarterbacks would you start uh, ahead of Stroud right now? Because it seems like that list keeps shrinking every week. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I hadn't watched too many of his games. I watched last week, and it's just uh, he, he really is uh, – an oddity for a rookie and being able to produce fantasy wise in every single week is just incredible. Uh, so yeah, that list dwindles more and more. Um, you know, I think the the only one that may be an outlier 
uh, outside the obvious group this week. I, I am going to start Tua over him mm-hmm. just because of some stacks I've got going uh, with Miami and the commanders, uh, their history this year against the pass. But outside of that, he'd probably be yeah right where he's been all year, you know, the fourth or fifth fantasy quarterback. You know, and, and obviously six teams on by, so that figures into it too. But, yeah. like, I think you can make the case of starting Stroud over Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think you can make yeah. the case over Justin Herbert, over Kyler Murray. Aren't yeah. you facing this decision in, in your main event? Yeah, you have a top 60 main event team yeah. uh, right now. And correct me if I'm wrong, Stroud, Tungavailoa, and Kyler Murray on that team, and you're going you Tungavailoa, right? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and I'm going to it this week. Uh, I've already booked that. I'm not going to think about it more than I need to. <laughs> uh, I did pull off the Stroud start last week and had two on the bench, so that worked. Um, but yeah, I think it, what'll be interesting for that team, you know, since I will be playing in week 15 through 17 is really the week to week adventure that's going to happen there. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we already mentioned Adam Crutworth once, never drop a running back. For those people that didn't draft Zach Moss, they're they're very thankful for that yeah. right now, this Thanksgiving season. With the news coming out today from Ian Rappaport, I think Stephen Holden, who covers the Colts for the ESPN, uh, for ESPN as well, uh, came coming out with the report that Taylor's going to undergo surgery on his thumb. They're, the Colts are hopeful that he only misses two or three weeks. To me, when a team is saying that, it's probably going to be like more like four or five. This could be a season-ending injury for Jonathan Taylor. Non-zero yeah. chance of that. As far as Zach Moss goes, I mean, he was among the league's leading rushers while Taylor was out. Does he automatically vault into must-start status? I mean, you think about think about how crazy running back has been this year with players like uh, you know Kyron Williams taking center stage, Devon Achan. We already talked about a guy who was you know picked eighth, ninth, tenth round or whatever it was. He's taken center center stage. Raheem Mostert was drafted late, and then you have a guy in Zach Moss who was either drafted very late or was picked up off of waivers. There is a, a, a lot of teams out there, Dave, 
that are going to have to make some serious decisions at running back this week. If they are, I mean, it's entirely possible that a lot of teams have a lot of those players on them and they have to figure out what they're doing here. Where does Zach Moss fall in for you? Is he a top 10 running back this week? Is he not quite that high? What should FFPC players be doing? Well, I, yeah, now this situation, I think he does vault all the way up there. Um, it is interesting to think about, even with Taylor there, um, the, the Colts have been in all of these really tasty fantasy games the past month and a half. I mean, I think multiple games, they're over 30 points, lots of production. Even even Moss as a flex in those situations mm-hmm. has been helpful. So with that said, I think, you know, at Tennessee – I'm expecting another game flow that produces a lot. Yeah, he's definitely at yeah, top 15. Um, I think it's a it's a good uh, good fortune. Uh, it's kind of a, a strange wave that you'd have you've had to ride with Zach this year up and down, and now you're definitely back up. You're definitely back up for sure. Uh, and and that and listen, once I see a guy do it. And once I see the way that yeah. the NF what, how his individual team treats him when the starter is out. I mean, it was wheels up for Zach Moss, and that's the the, the exact type of guy that, that you do not want to get rid of. And there's, you know, a lot of fantasy championships are, are going to be decided, you know, based yeah, on, with you. on that. Yeah. Um, last night's game uh, on the surface was bad uh, Monday Night Football. It was it was tough to watch. Bears and Vikings. Bears ended up getting the first uh, NFC North win for Matt Eberflus in his tenure in Chicago, which is unbelievable to me. And I think there is uh, something to be said for the Vikings kind of coming back down to earth after going 11 and 0 in one score games in the regular season last year. Now I think they're 5 and 6, something like that this year. I don't know what happened to Josh Dobbs last night. I know all those picks were not his fault, but if we scrape underneath the surface a little bit more, there was some fantasy goodness here. There was some fantasy knowledge. There was something that I think we can glean from this game, and that was Roshan Johnson. 10 carries for only 35 yards, but he also had 5 catches for 40 yards. Khalil Herbert started this game. He got the first carry, but it was mostly Rashawn Johnson after that. Now, Brian Flores obviously loves the blitz. I think the Vikings blitz more than any team in the NFL this year. And and maybe uh, that had something to do with Johnson being out there so much. But the fact that this dude got 15 touches last night, Dave, and Khalil Herbert only got eight with no Deontay Foreman as well. Um, this is a big deal for 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 fantasy owners. Now, it, it kind of depends on on two things: how big of a deal this is for everybody who owns them. Number one, if you have them, um, what your running backs look like besides Roshan Johnson. And number two, and th- this could be the answer: you could be like bulky, like I'm avoiding the Bears running backs. I I, I don't mm-hmm. see much here. Um, certainly, this was good for Rashawn Johnson to get you know whatever it was, twelve and a half points last night. But is that an outlier? How do you treat the Bears' backfield now? Do you have Herbert? If you have Johnson, Dave, how do you look at this? Uh, I, Roshan is stowed on so many rosters that you know I'm I'm very very high on him. I think uh, you know last night it, it was interesting. I don't think Khalil is is right. I, I do. I'm not a scout, but certainly in a couple of his runs, it's just not the same player I remember from earlier this year. So I, I think he's still dealing with that high ankle. And I think because of that, I mean, I'm definitely open to spot starts with Roshan uh, as long as Deontay's out of there. Um, but the player itself, I, he's a fantastic young player. Just uh, your stereotypical big back who is one of those guys who the he and Jerome Ford, uh, Javante Williams, the first guy never, ever seems to take him down. 
Right. Um, and so, yeah, I can only hope that we have a lot of usage down the stretch here. This is a guy too that I know a lot of dynasty players were excited about yeah. um, during you know rookie draft season. A player who who backed up Bijan Robinson at Texas, and you know quite frankly, when you're playing behind that that kind of talent, you know we really don't know how talented you're going to be once you get to the NFL. Yeah. And he's showing out right now. I think the oh, Bears' yeah. offensive line is is uh, probably about as healthy as, as it's been uh, all season. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I, th- I feel like this is this is about di- as dialed in as they've been. Um, and this is this could be a situation for Roshan Johnson that, you know, he's never going to be the type of guy that's going to go. I shouldn't say never, but I can't imagine him, you know, breaking off like 160, 170 yard, you know, total, you know, total yardage game with a couple of touchdowns. There's a non-zero chance of it, but he doesn't necessarily have to do that in order for you to win a seven figure grand prize, a million dollar grand prize in the fantasy pros championship or the FFPC main event. Let's go back. Onto uh into the YouTube chat right now. Ron is hanging out watching tonight. He needs to drop one for a waiver pickup this week. His choices are Cole Komet, T. Higgins, or Deontay Foreman. Now, I can see a path, especially if you're playing in the FFPC. I can see a path why you would not want to keep uh why you would not want to cut Cole Komet. And obviously, we know what T. Higgins can do. Granted, it is with um with Jake Browning, but the, the upside is still there. I know you never want to drop a, a running back, so certainly you could make the case to keep Deontay Foreman, but he is the third string, ostensibly the third string running back in Chicago right now. I don't necessarily have a good answer for Ron here, Dave. What would you be doing if you were in his spot? I'd probably I'd end up cutting Foreman. Um, even though, you know, a guy that scored three touchdowns in a single game earlier this year. Um, I would do that just because of the you know, the situation in that backfield. Uh, definitely not commit just because of all the, you know, short passes he's been getting. And T to me is just, he's undroppable regardless of who's quarterbacking. Something happens to chase and T's there the last two weeks. Uh, you talk about uh, target hog. So yeah, I, not knowing the rest of the roster, I think from that list, it's, it's pretty straightforward and Foreman goes away. Uh, our boy uh, Reddy uh, chiming in right now wants to know who we like this week at tight end. Jawan Johnson, Gerald Everett, and Tyler Higby. Um, and I'll tell you this too, Dave. I, I don't know if you if you had this or you had this uh, thought cross your mind. I saw Tyler Higby was listed as inactive on Sunday morning. All right. I immediately went to all my leagues just to make sure I didn't have him going anywhere, and I didn't. I had him on my bench, and then I saw that oh, it was a mistake. Higby's actually active. He's not inactive. I'm like, okay. I wonder if this is a sign to start him. I didn't start him anywhere. I kept him on my bench, and lo and behold, he probably had his best game of the season. Yeah, he's he's there. he's coming off the big game uh, this past week. We always like to say, don't live in the box score, don't be a prisoner of the moment. Understand, this is a weekly game. It's what we've been preaching this yeah. entire show so far. When you look at um, who these guys are going against, Juwan Johnson, decent matchup at home against the Lions. Gerald Everett. At New England, that's not the greatest. And then Tyler Higby probably has the worst matchup of all of them. He is at home against the Cleveland Browns. I kind of like, I, I, I mean, I guess I would lean towards Juwan Johnson here. Um, no Michael Thomas. Obviously, Rashid Shahid is dinged up as well. This could be a good Juwan Johnson week. I, I lean towards him. Um, that's not to say I don't like Everett. I think he could be all right. Higby is sort of the odd man out for, for me. Um, hard for me to see, um, you know, Cup and Nakua. Um, striking out as much as they did this past week, two weeks in a row. Your thoughts on this uh, on this trio, Dave? Yeah, I think uh, for me, I'd probably roll with Everett just because of uh, what I saw uh, this past game. He looks to be 
healthier than he's been probably all season. He's moving around the way that I remember. And, you know, it's always stuck in the back of my head, whether or not this is a terrible bias to use, but old Belichick will do everything he can to take away Keenan. And I think, um, you know, Jalen Guyton is, he's definitely a guy that can splash, but I, I'm anticipating quite a few catches for Gerald this weekend. Um, I do like the idea of Juwan, but uh, I did see one play last week, it, the you know, twisting his leg, and it just seems week to week the guy can't make it through a single game, so I just don't even bother anymore. Uh, Reddy also uh, saying that his flex option is Higgins or Tyler Algier because he owns uh, Bijan Robinson, so he's got Algier on this team. Would you drop either of them to add Jeff Wilson, Samaje P. Ryan, Rico Daldo, or Royce Freeman to flex this week? Now, I wouldn't want to flex, and Reddy, we appreciate it, man. I wouldn't want to flex any of these guys um, any week as as long as they're in the situation they're in right now. Yeah. I, of these of these players here, I think I'm most excited about Saman JP Ryan, but excites probably the wrong term. Um, he's the guy that that raises my eyebrow the most uh, here. Uh, but I, I think a Dowdle's interesting. Again, if Pollard goes down, Dowdle's the guy. Um, if, uh, if Kyron Williams goes down, all of a sudden Royce Freeman is very relevant. Uh, again, Jeff Wilson is, is going to be behind most, or he's going to be behind a chance. So I don't know how much there is there. Um, but those other three, I think are interesting here. I, again, I, I wouldn't be cutting, um, I wouldn't be cutting Higgins for any of them. Would right. you cut Algier? Probably not Algier because you got Bijan Robinson. I think I'd probably stand pat here. Yeah. Uh, assuming I don't have to win this week. Mm-hmm. Um, then yeah, I would, I would, I would stand pat. Uh, Dowdle would be my top ad though. Uh, there's okay. just too much upside there. Um, he's shown enough for me to really add anywhere I could get him. All right, so let's go to uh, another question. This is our man, uh, Perchance, uh, who always hangs out with us. I shouldn't say always, but most of the time he's always hanging out with us. Hermar yeah. ninety nine. Uh, do you think Chase Brown gets any run? Um, and Chase Brown, who was just designated for return. Uh, off IR now. Did he play this past week? I don't even. I don't, I don't even know if he did. I didn't uh, check. Chase Brown did not play this past week. Okay, okay. Ver- verified. Did not play. But this is a player that I was actually. Um, I don't want to say heavy on, but I was taking him late in a lot of drafts. I, I have him in a couple of dynasty leagues as well. Um, but I, I was drafting him based on. I, I never really thought he'd be a difference maker this year, unless you know something happened with Mixon and his contract. Yeah, that off field stuff which right. is another reason that Chase Brown was so more attractive to me in drafting season. And then, um, uh, you know, unless something happened to Mixon, I don't really see any reason for Brown to get in there. So far, Mixon is healthy or healthy enough to play. So I'm not really seeing um, a, a whole lot of reason for Chase Brown getting any fantasy-worthy run this week. Certainly he could get in there for a few snaps. But to me, Chase Brown's more of a play for 2024 I don't really see. I mean, even if Mixon were to go down, is what's Brown going to do with with Browning at at quarterback? I, yeah. I guess I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I think those are valid points, especially for this week. I don't know. I think for this, the remainder of the season, it's intriguing, and I I've got to have probably fifteen percent of him on my best ball uh, just because of Joe Mixon's situation in the preseason. So I'm hoping he gets some run, and I certainly, if the Bengals season is lost, I we can anticipate quite a few snaps down the stretch. But you're right. I mean, what kind of productivity? Um, I, I think to answer the question directly, yeah, he's going to get some run. Um, and uh, it, there's probably going to be a week or two where he produces something that's startable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's not definitely 
uh, a chance of that. I mean, Chase Brown, I wouldn't say he's a pedigreed guy, but dude did it in the Big Ten last year. He could probably do it in the NFL. Well. Yeah. Uh, Robert Brankini, an FFPC main event player, uh, is missing both Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs this week on bye. He needs two flexes. He has Justin Watson in Kansas City. I'm not really loving that. He's hopeful Palmer is back this week. Otherwise, Greg Dortch, A.T. Perry, and Westbrook are on the uh, on the waiver wire. Now, um, I, I of those three guys, um, I think Dortch is probably um, the the lead guy for me. He's put up some numbers this year, and and obviously Kyler. I, I mean, in, in in a few games this year, Kyler Murray's looking towards him as well. I keep wanting to like A.T. Perry, uh, Dave, uh, because I think the last two weeks he has led the Saints in uh, snaps uh, for wide receivers, more than Alave, more than everybody else. Now, Alave mm-hmm. got hurt. That had something to do with it. But I think Keith Kirkwood, I think I heard Sigmund Bloom talking about this. Keith Kirkwood actually outperformed A.T. Perry, even with less snaps. So there's that mm-hmm. as well. I want to like Perry. I don't know if I can enough. I think Dorch is interesting this week. Um, if you got if, if you need two flexes, that this gets dicey on who you have to drop. But I would rank these guys, Dorch, Perry, Westbrook. How about you? Uh, I am in the exact same ranking. So yeah, Dorch to me, the, yeah, as, as long as Wilson's out, but even Dorch last year playing with Kyler, lots of targets. I mean, he's just a PPR sneaky start, I think for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I think Sigmund through the years, I, I read all this stuff. I couldn't agree more with, with what he has to say. And uh, in prep for, you know, getting ready tonight, thinking about A.T. Perry um, and the situation with the Saints wide receivers, uh, Kirkwood did pop in my head just because the veteran player, especially with Derek Carr, I am I feel as though A.T. Perry in the game last week, so few targets that, that probably is an indication of just a learning curve with being on the same page, uh, running the correct routes. Uh, but with all that said, the guy looks spectacular. Uh, he kind of jumps off the screen. So, and he proved that with his single touchdown, just uh, every contested catch, it seems like this guy's going to bring it in. So, yeah, I, there's a uh, desperation, desperation upside with AT, but Dorch is the guy here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, last, I just looked it up. Um, you are looking at uh, nine targets for Dorch last week. He only caught three of them, but it was for 27 yards and a touchdown uh, as right. well. So, so again, if, if Wilson is out, uh, there is something there uh, with Dorch for sure this week. Um, let's do, uh, let's do this. Um, so uh, let's get back to, to Reddy's question here. Um, he has, uh, he needs to win this week. Demario Douglas is his current wide receiver three. Who's in concussion protocol. Um, the flex is Higgins or Algier. You do not want to go to bat with, with Higgins or Algier as your flex this week. He's dropping Khalil Herbert just to add a tight end, those three tight ends we uh, added uh, earlier. I wouldn't feel good about uh, Higgins or or Algier as a flex this week. Uh, Jalen Guyton, Greg Dorch, Jonathan Mingo, Devontae Parker, just in case Douglas can't go. Again, I, I think Dorch is your man there. Is there anything to be said for if Douglas can't go – and you have Devontae Parker on your bench, would you like Parker over Dorch in that scenario, Dave? Definitely not uh, because of, you know, who's – is it going to be Will Greer this week? Um, I saw – I've seen enough with those quarterbacks. So – and I know DeMario's – he's been healthy for PPR. Um, definitely, uh, I think it's a battle between Dorch and Guyton there. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Dorch has the higher floor. 
Uh, but again, back to the single point that Keenan Allen will be a focal point for the defense. I mean, the guy still is, he's, he's been successful doing what he's always done to opposing offenses. So Guyton is a bit intriguing for a big splash play out there uh, in that game, but I'd, I'd probably end up starting Dorch because of the floor. The other thing to keep in mind too, Quentin Johnston hurt his ribs uh, this past week in, in, uh, in their loss. Brandon Staley said the x-rays came back negative uh, on his ribs. And, and so we'll find out if I, I would think he's going to practice, he's going to gut his way through it. But if he doesn't go, that makes Guyton a little bit more appealing uh, as yeah. well. Too. Yep. Um, let's move on and talk about, um, well, we kind of talked about A.T. Perry already. Let's move on and talk. Yeah. Uh, we've been talking about Dorch. Let's just keep it in the desert here. James Conner uh, was hurt this year, came came back, and, and everybody enjoys starting him as like a fringe top 20 running back. But when you look at what Michael Carter did this past week, he was very involved on third down, basically splitting the third down duties with Amari DeMarcado. And when you have Michael Carter taking much more advantage of those third down duties uh, than DeMarcado, the fact that Connor's not out there on third down, how worried should people be about starting James Connor, especially this week and going forward, when you have Michael Carter kind of creeping in here and taking away those precious third downs and those precious targets and catches? Yeah, I, I think it's the same situation that all of us are dealing with with so many teams. You just have these uh, these split backfields, and now you've got just another name in the mix in Arizona who I like a lot in Michael Carter. Um, I, I don't think you really have options, though, to to stay away from Connor on a start, even especially against the Steelers. I I buy into some of those revenge game things. So, yeah, I just – I roll James Connor and I don't worry about it. Um, and, and I think that's like, you know, what does Roger Goodell say? Hope is not a plan, but I do, I, I am trusting James Conner here to be a, again, a top 20, top 25 guy, maybe yeah. a, a flex for me on the, on the teams I have going forward. He is still getting pretty much all the, the, the first and second down work. I think he's getting goal line as well. He's getting the short yardage opportunity. So there's enough for me to like there, uh, yeah. with James Conner going forward. Um, yeah. The the last few weeks, uh, Dave, that I've asked this question, I'm not only in this show, but the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour, um, it, it's dwindled as far as big uh, roster, or, uh, excuse me, big uh, acquisition targets with the fab run going on uh, tomorrow. Do you have any players that, that you're looking to add that, that are currently on the waiver wire and FFPC leagues that you're trying to get for the playoffs in the stretch run? Uh, well, Dorch, if he's out there, I've got, a, I've got too much Michael Wilson to know what to do with. So he will be... <laughs> He will be the main target. Um, and then it, there's, yeah, there's not a whole lot out there this week for me. Uh, I am going to start sprinkling to um, interesting things. Just I've got quarterback situations that, again, many of us are dealing with where I've got a roster that's got Ritter, DTR, and Will Levis. I am going to look to sprinkle in guys that are an injury away. And the, the mm -hmm. two that I've that pinpointed are Mike White and Mariota and really just because of the situations, the teams they're with, uh, I'm going to sprinkle them on rosters, especially where I have two and Hertz uh, in prep for the, the stretch run. What about Edward Zolaire with uh, McKinnon getting hurt? Yeah. Edward Zolaire is a guy that you'd look at that's, as well. Well, that's interesting. I, I actually, because uh, I mean, I think I'm still bit by uh, 2021. So right. he doesn't make it to too many rosters. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a logical thing to do, I think. 
Um, but I'll probably just bank on Pacheco uh, dominating those touches himself. So, you know, and, and the thing is with, with McKinnon, um, th- this is, we're coming up on his Christmas basically when he just goes crazy. Right. Every year. Yeah. So if CEH is like, the, is, is the 2023 McKinnon, all of a sudden there's something there. And obviously if you can afford the roster spot, um, you should be looking at him right there. I'm just looking just to make sure Jalen Hyatt. I, I think he's out there in a few of my leagues. Is that a guy you'd look at? I know he's on by this week, but sure. a guy who's coming off a hundred plus yard game with, with Tommy DeVito. Yeah. I mean, I was uh, looking at him, you know, week two, um, right. he, yeah. he looks the part, uh, so much, so much speed and it, it looks pretty good. Uh, yeah. Where, where I'm, uh, just tattered and desperate. Uh, he, he would be a target. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's not a, a ton. I mean, like, I think most of the tight ends are rostered. We can move on from there. Um, I want to ask you this before we, we call it a night here. Is there a sleeper that, um, that we haven't talked about that you want to make sure that you get into your lineups in, in week 13, that not a lot of FFPC players probably will. And then is there a guy that a lot of people will be rolling with this week? Um, you know, because either they, a, you know, drafted him high, he's got a lot of draft capital B, they don't have a whole lot of their options because, uh, of six teams on by um, and, and see they, they like the lineup. Is there, is there any guy that you think a lot of people will start that you would say exercise caution before you put them in there? I will go with the latter first, just because for the first time ever, I benched him last week. I did keep cup on the bench mm. and it worked out, which is remarkable. Mm-hmm. I probably don't have the cojones to do that again, even <laughs> though it is Cleveland and they have just been a terror against wide receivers this year. Uh, but that, that would be the one there where uh, it gives me pause um, to keep him in, especially with the depth that I've got on a couple of teams that he's on. I have options. Um, and then the, uh, the former, I think, uh, yeah, going out and making bold statements I, again, back to that Colts Titans game. I'm anticipating a lot of plays. I'm anticipating a lot of back and forth. I'm going Will Levis. Again, it's quarterback situations that I'm in, which I'm certain, you know, a lot of us are in. And where I've got him against guys like uh, like Browning or like Ritter, uh, you know, Levis to me, I think gets over 20 points this weekend. Uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful it's, uh, you know, he's able to throw about three of them. So we'll see. We will see. And uh, we'll see if you can get to your championship uh, uh, game in your yeah. FFPC main event, your fantasy pros championship, let's say congratulations, Dave, on, on monitoring this or uh, managing this team, I should say all the way up to the top 60, the main event, as you, as you try to pursue this million dollar grand prize. I know you have a lot of other teams uh, as well in contention for some big time prizes this year as well. Thanks so much for sharing your insight um, and letting us know, you know, sort of how you're treating these players, these lineups, and everything going forward here as far as your rosters go. It certainly made us uh, better fantasy players tonight. I hope the ball bounces your way in week hey, 13. Man. Be and, good. We'll yeah, talk to you again soon. You. Yeah, and Eric, thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Uh, you have a great evening, man. Thank you. You too. The All president. Right. You got it. The president right. of the House of Orange, Dave Strand. Be good, dude. See ya. Take care. Dave Strand, ladies and gentlemen, popping on the road of his high-stakes lowdown tonight. That will complete our uh, podcast this evening. I want to thank Dave Strand, the FFPC. Uh, of course, everybody who helps uh, make this show possible uh, each and every week. Uh, coming up next Tuesday, we will be live again at 10 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and I believe, oh, God, I, I had the I have the guest for this. I'm sorry, Michael Cobb. 
Hog Smell Good himself will be our guest next Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. That's going to be a lot of fun. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Show is live this Thursday night, 7 p.m. We did Tuesday last week because of Thanksgiving. We're back at our normal time slot this Thursday. The Better Sports Network is your home for that, as well as all the FFPC socials. Zach Kruger from NBC Sports Edge and Rotobiz will be my guest co-host for the full two hours, leading you right into Thursday night football in the Seahawks and the Cowboys getting it on that night. You can watch last week's episode on demand on any of the BSN or FFPC socials with myself and the GOAT District's John Daniel from last Tuesday as well. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is live at 10 p.m. this Friday night. Myself and Kentucky Fantasy Football State Championship Commissioner Farrell Elliott go live with Dr. Gilbert Brovar, contributor to Fantasy Football Mastermind, a longtime FFPC main event player, longtime FFPC player, has some interesting stories to sell uh, to tell us about how he built his team, drafted his team this year, and how he's managed it uh, throughout the season. I think we're going to learn a lot um, from, from his team, uh, from his stories for the 2023 season. That is coming up at 10 o'clock Friday night right here on the FFPC socials. Go to myffpc.com right now to play in the FFPC Weekly Challenge no draft or salary cap. Just choose 10 players or 12 players if you want to play with kickers and defenses. Buy kickoff on Sunday and just watch them ride through the weekend's games. Remember, only one player per NFL team, $35 to enter or $200 to enter. Win up to $2,500 as well. Remember to like, subscribe, comment, share, and get notified every time we go live. This show will be live again 10 p.m. next Tuesday. Uh, we will be live again on this channel at 7 p.m. this Thursday as your uh, pregame official pregame for Fantasy Football Night in America on the Better Sports Network before Seattle and Dallas play. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Really appreciate you. Be good, and hopefully the ball bounces your way in Week 13. Thank you for listening to the High Stakes Lowdown. A Rotoviz podcast brought to you by the Fantasy Football Players Championship. And thanks to Grapes for our theme music. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the Rotoviz radio feed. It helps us find new listeners. Contact us via email, rotovizradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you think and follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the show by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 10% discount through the NFL podcast homepage, rotaviz.com slash podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.